all the houses, everyone in COD. I want you to pray, I want you to worship today. to pray in the spirit let's spend some time to pray tonight as the cod family as the fortress even you here that are in with me i want you to begin to pray forget the, the microphones i want you to pray yes lord we welcome your presence we realign ourselves once again with your word with your will with your way those that are pressing in those that desire to know the secrets of God, those that desire to know and be one with the power of God, I want you to pray. So Revival House, I hope you're not scattered across. I hope you're praying tonight. Help his house. All the houses, wherever you are, I want you to begin to pray. And in case we have anyone else that's a guest, they are not part of COD, I want you to begin to pray this moment. I kalamante ke vede bo sopriyan delele bedianta. I kaba sopriyan taraba an delele beko sopriyanta. Ilian sataba an dosha brakede. Those of you that are in here, I want you to begin to press in. Yes, because God will show His ones in this new showing, in this new revealing of sons. God will show His ones. He will show His sons. So therefore, press in like Pastor Elohim led us in prayer. This was the secret to the power that was wrought through the hands of Paul, the apostle. I want you to pray in the spirit. If you still believe that prayer in the spirit enables you to gain the mind of God, I want you to press in, pray in the spirit. Those of us that are pastors, I want you to pray in the spirit. For yes, there's still yet a new download in the area of finances, in the area of word. I want you to press in. Some of you have become weak in the skills of your hands. You're just talking, but there are no actions. But prayer in the spirit tonight will enable you to bring forth when you could not bring forth before. So I want the whole COD family, whether it's Natalie in the States, whether it's those in the revival house, I don't care where you are, who you're with. I want you to begin to pray, COD. Those that lead, those that follow, pray in the spirit. Those involved in business, those involved in any form of career, I want you to press in for it is He 
that gives us power to produce wealth. I want you to pray in the spirit now. Ikabanto sopreata, likaba ando salibrianta, ididididianto kaba ando shabrade, yelebede de de bekosal, ikaba ando shayedebede kato kaba, iliata yade kabanto sopreanta, rikaba baba lentende lebede kosopreata. Go for it, go for it. Go for it, and they make us so priata. Rekaba ande kaba ande sa atelia. Rabanto sa ikebere kanto sa brade kaba. Idianto sa brade kaliata. Yes, Lord, le brade kaba ande. Ikaba dosa. You're realigning yourself, COD. Begin to grow in the spirit choir. Go for it. to grow. Prayers, I need you to grow. Yes, Lord. The helpers in COD, I need you to grow. The fortress of Zion, I need you to grow. You are the defense, the security of the nation. Now begin to grow. Presence called God. I want you to press in tonight, COD. 
It's a new day. It's a new age. It looked like everything was rounding up. It looked like you was at the end. It looked like you were struggling. It looked like everything was drying up. But God says this is a new day. Now press it. Yes, Lord. No sin can hold anyone back. Nothing can hold anyone back. I want you to press in and line your heart once again. There's a new level of grace. God is speaking tonight. Those that He will begin to trust.
moment to pray. Put the screen on me, please. Begin to pray in the spirit. Rakantalaba andosa pregede. Ikababaye pre antelebele antosa. Ikalabanteaba antosa pregedebebebe koso priata. Ilantayaba ande kabaliyata. Rekaba andelebe koso. Just two more times. Come on, this set. It is one toe, Paprandera. Genesis chapter 17. Let's start there tonight. I'm going to speak to you tonight. I hope everyone is tuned in. I hope everyone's in the mood of prayer. I hope the spirit of intercession, the spirit of worship has captivated you, has encapsulated you, has held you. Are you hearing me, COD? So let's start with Genesis chapter 17. Can we get a mic, please? Let's start there. Let me speak to you. I think we're going to do this in parts. Let me share this with you. Then we go back into worship. Then I'll come back. Then we'll go back into worship until the nine o'clock prayer. I hope you're not tired of prayer. Let me just warn you of something, COD. It is very easy for us to get carried away to think that there's something other than God that creates finances for us. Where you see Pastor Obi, where you see uh, Pastor Glody, where you see Pastor Toby, wherever, whoever it may be, the only thing they have is because of what God has permitted them to have. Are you listening to me? So we're going to go back to basics, not as if we've left there, but just in case anyone may have forgotten, let's allow God to remind us once again. But let's start first with Genesis chapter 17 tonight as we go through the word. Go on. When, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, yeah. I am God 
I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. And you will multiply exceedingly. If a man can be faithful, if a man can be blameless before God, forgive my voice, I don't know why it's like this, but if a man can be faithful, can be blameless before God, and what is it that God is looking for? What is the faithfulness that God is looking for from you and I, COD? It's that we may remain intimate with him. That we do not forsake him. The Bible says that the one that seeks him, he will eventually find him. But the one that regularly forsakes him, God will eventually forsake. But carry on reading. That's not where I'm going. I just want to remind you of something I said to you last year before we get into the word today. Go on. Then Abram fell on his face. Abram, when he heard the Lord, the Lord speak to him, he fell at the face he fell on his face before the Lord. In other words, he had now given up. He had now realized that his strength can no longer play the part of giving him child. He knew that his wealth was not going to be based on what he had. It's not going to be based on what his father left him or the skillfulness of his hands. No, he realized that before the word that he had no strength. Are you listening to me, COD? I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak this way to you tonight and I'm just going to leave the word for who God has um, predestined the word to be for. Let me tell you something about my heart. I will not be a husband in God's house. And let me tell you what keeps you relevant in God's house. If you can still have an ear that's tuned to God's word, if you can still have a reverence, a fear for God's word, then you will be relevant in time. But what we have are churches, people, Christians, singers. We have all types of people that were relevant yesterday and they don't know that the power of God has left them. But we're going to restore power tonight, aren't we? So let's begin to read. What does it say there? Go on. And God talked with him saying, Go to the verse before, go on. Then Abram fell on his face. Abram fell on his face. So I hope today in prayer, in worship, you're about to fall on your face before the word of the Lord. But go on. And God talked with him saying, yeah. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. Yeah. And you shall be a father of many nations. At this time, Abraham had not become a father of many. I said this to you last year. He had become a father, I believe, uh, I, I may be wrong, but he may have become a father of Ishmael at this time. He was a father, but not yet who God had called him to be. God called him to be a father of many. And this is what the Bible says, as for you, Abraham, you will now become a father of many nations. But how would this come about? Go on. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. Yeah. But your name shall be Abraham. But your name shall be Abraham. So let's just pause there quickly. You're going to read in a second. But please remember that our ability to be is not based on our skills. It's based on what God has said over our lives. Have you not heard me say this to you before? That the reason that Pastor Obi is a leader isn't because he is good at leading. Isn't because he had the training in leadership. Isn't because he enrolled for the course called leadership. It's simply because God spoke it over his life. Spoke it over my life. Spoke it over your life. The reason why you will prosper, COD. The reason why you are the fortress. Isn't because you know battle. It's because it has been spoken. There is a word for everybody. This is what we're about 
about to discover tonight. And God says of Abraham, so now your ability to be a father of many, you tried because you are a man. And I'm not trying to be explicit with this, but you tried because you thought you was a man that you can just impregnate anybody. You thought by your own strength. In fact, you thought it was actually normal. You thought it was actually the way you were formed to be, to be able to give child. But God says, no, it's when I speak the word over you, does ability come over you? Please hold on to what I'm saying with that. Go on. For I have made you a father. For of I have made you. When did God made, make Abraham or Abraham into Abraham a father of many? Was it when he had Isaac? No, the moment when he spoke it over his life. So what I'm wondering and what I'm hopeful that COD does not grow into are people that are forgetful of what God has spoken over us. Because it is those words that enable us to have ability. It's those words that brings us. So I don't look at my account. I don't look at what uh, estate agent. I don't look at what my Instagram followers say to me. I don't look at external things to define myself as a father or as a a businessman or as this or that no it is what God is saying so what am I pushing towards what am I pushing or what are we pressing into tonight we're pressing into hearing what God is saying over COD saying over the nation family saying over all the churches because if we can still hear what God is saying concerning our lives then we will not be moved by if this looks favorable or not you're what let me not go ahead of myself. Carry on, please, please. For please. I have made you a father of many The moment nations. I spoke over you, I made you. The moment that uh, um, Peter said that Jesus Christ is the son of God, God made him a rock. It was not going to be a process. It was going to be a speaking. It was going to be that he can receive the word. But carry on. I want to show you one thing quickly. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Yeah. I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations yeah. for an everlasting covenant. Read quicker for me. I want us to get to somewhere. Go on. To be God to you and your descendants after you. Yeah. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant. You and your descendants after you through What's our part to play? As for you, you shall keep my covenant. Are you listening to me? You shall keep what keeps us together. What covenant, you see, the covenant is what establishes an agreement between you and another party. So whatever keeps you together, that's what you're going to be. In fact, that's your first and foremost duty. Are you listening to me, COD? Those of you in here. Are you listening to me? Let me repeat that because you're going to leave here and by tomorrow, God forbid anyway, if you're not listening to the word, if you're not listening to the spirit behind the word, you're going to forget and think it is in your riches. No, if you can keep that covenant, then I will establish you. But carry on reading, go on. And your descendants after you throughout their generations. Yeah. This is my covenant which you shall keep. Yeah. Between me and you and your descendants after you, every male child among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins yeah. and it shall be the, a sign of the covenant between me and you. 
He who is eight days old among you. So let me explain that quickly before we go into a moment of prayer. What God wants us to understand is that the establishment or the keeping up of the covenant, the agreement you have with God is the mark on your body. Are you listening to me? You can have gone into business and this, what God intended to do with that business was to leave a mark on you because that will be the sign of the covenant that will further establish you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This was going to be, this was going to be the establishment. This was going to be what keeps your generations in covenant with me, that they will cut off their foreskin. What will happen is that they will leave a mark on them. So there are situations that God brings about in your life in order to leave a mark on you. That was going to be the establishment of the covenant. Do you remember that when Christ came back, rose from the dead, he had to show his marks. He had to show his marks to his disciples as an establishment. The fact that he was alive after those marks was the establishment of the covenant. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So do you know what's the problem with many of us? There are things given to us and we did not know that it was given to us. We think it's actually the produce of our own hands. We think it's our own strength. What God ran through your hands was in order to leave a mark on you. But carry on reading. The sign of the covenant. Go on. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Yeah. Every male child in Those your Those that gen- will be counted new. Those that will be of a new beginning. Those that will be established. You know, we say eight stands for new beginning. Those that will be new will be established by their marks. So until I have certain marks because of ministry, I have not started a new journey. Carry on reading. Go on. Every male child in your generations, he who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. Go back a verse before and read it again and read it properly, Ivy, for me, please. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male child in your generation. Every male child in your generation, in your household. Carry on reading. He who is born in your house. Now, he who is born in your house and... Or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. Or bought with money. I said this to you last year. You see where you have to be careful. And I'm not trying to encourage givers. I'm hopefully, you see, the duty that God has given me today is to bring back those who are losing strength on the battlefield because they have forgotten the Lord. I've been saying this to you since last week. That's what God has called me to do this evening. To bring back those that are losing strength because they have been engaged and they have got into, there's been certain marks or things have been going good for them or there's certain things that have been going through their lives. But God wants them to remember one thing, that you should not lose your purchasing power. What was going to make Abraham powerful? What was going to make Abraham, Abraham? As far as Abraham was Abram, he can only be a father of his own household. But if he's going to be a father of many nations, the the way that you get nations is by purchasing them. So why I don't lose or why I don't faint in the place of giving, I can get rid of a G-Wagon. It means absolutely nothing to me. I can get rid of a watch. 
it means absolutely nothing for me. I will get rid of anything because I know that God always gives me my purchasing power. The reason why we give is so that, we, the reason why we have is so that we can have purchasing power to gain the nations. What God wants to give his sons are the nations, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. But there's a purchase, there's a purchasing price. So this is where we have to ask ourselves the question, a woman becomes too big because they get everything they want. I'm saying to you, the moment you have, but you have nothing to give anymore, you have no nations belonging to you. There's no nations. You're not a mother in God's eyes. You're not a father in God's eyes. If you have lost your purchasing power, Abraham was going to be marked how? Because he had ability to buy nations into his household and he will further expand the covenant the, the sign of the covenant to foreigners people that were not born of his blood born of his flesh he will extend the grace of God he will extend the law of God he will extend the influence of God to foreigners because he was able to purchase them not with their singing not with their preaching but with their giving they had money to purchase nations and bring them under the circumcision the sign of the covenant so I don't care if you've lost a job or I don't care if you're full of business. What we cannot lose in this nation is the ability to give because that's our purchasing power. So let me repeat myself in case you've forgotten. I could not care less about a flipping G-Wagon. I don't care about these clothes. What I care about is there being seed at the end of the month. There being seed available because the moment that seed is out of my hands, the moment that I always have seeds to buy food, to go and get a cab, to do this, but I have no, I have no money to give a seed, then you've lost your purchasing power. You're going to only have people and re- listen, the blessing of God is so that you can be a blessing to the nations. So let me tell you, if you cannot begin to have influence over people that are not like you, then you have not started operating by the blessing. You're still Abram. Yeah, you have Ishmael. You've been looking for a son, but you only have Ishmael. And unfortunately for you, your long wait for a son, Ishmael, is only going to be a persecutor of everything that God actually wanted to give to you. I will not lose my purchasing power. I will not wait for a leader to encourage me to give. I will not be making up excuses. I will not have a sob story concerning my giving because I am purchasing. Because I know that I'm meant to be, Pastor Obi is meant to be a father of many nations. I know that I'm meant to be a father of revival. And if you consider yourself as a friend of God, as a covenant partner of God, then you will not begin to be questioned because you would have purchased You would have purchased foreigners in order to increase God's family. So this is where I want us to pray. This is our first prayer point before we get into the word. Lord, in any way, because you see, let me tell you something. The Bible said one day, do not waste your strength with women. Do not give yourself over to other things. I'm not just talking about women. Do not give strength to where it shouldn't go. So you see, sometimes I I, I ask certain people throughout the month of your giving, Throughout the month, do you understand? Do you think we're trying to, to, to raise a... F- when we talk about finances, I said to you before that David said, for the sake of your house, I will seek your prosperity. So money is beyond getting a G-Wagon. And I must repeat that because I know everyone will want me to be doing a wow with that. I couldn't care less. I've repeated myself. We can give it all away in order to make sure we have because that's really life. You heard the word you sent me, Kida, today. The ability to have continuity 
is in that seed, not in what you have. It's in that seed. So unfortunately, some people have redefined their seed as money for clothes. They've redefined their seed for money for a car. They've redefined their seed for little negligence throughout the month. And this is not a ranting. This is just me saying that we have not got anywhere yet. There's still a promise over the COD family, over the nation family. And that is that we will be the fathers, the pioneers of a new generation. And I hope the only way that you will be there is if you have enough purchasing power. So I will make anything happen. Let me repeat myself. I'll make anything happen in order to make sure we have a seed. That we have something that we can put on the ground in order to purchase a nation. So every time you give, have you not realized people saw, uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, oh, um, how can I join SPAT Nation? Uh, I want to be able to pray and live life. I think that's what they said. How did we get there to purchase in their mind? It's because of our giving. There's an image that we have created. COD, so we're about to pray. And I keep repeating myself because I know there's a bunch of lazy people. But today I'm asking you to wake up because God is passing by. And yet again, I'm following. I'm not going to be left behind. So I'm charging you this evening that do not take this as a joke. I want you to begin to pray right now. I want you to open up your mouth and you're asking God, God, bring me back to the place of rediscovering my purchasing power. God makes available. God gives seed to the sower. If you still are a sower, God will give you seed. He will make provision. I want you to begin to pray just for a few minutes. I want you to begin to pray. Pray in the spirit, wherever you are. The revival house, I hope you're praying. That house is not a play for, it's not a playground. It's a prayer ground. I want you to hold your hands and pray. Worshippers, I want you to get ready. You're going to lead us in worship again before we get into the word again. Father Lord, we recover. In fact, no, we strengthen our purchasing power, God. So when things look like they're going dry, God is actually saying, I want to bring you to a new level of purchasing. Yes, COD, God wants to bring us. So we must know what to do with our resources. I want you to pray. In order to have purchase and power, let me hear, let me say this to you. Keep praying, but listen to this. You must have focus. If you're not focused, you will use your purchasing power. You will use the resources that God has given you to inferior for inferior things. But God is restoring focus that we know that first and foremost, finance in this house is for the building of a platform. Pray. Rikaban so brianta. Nikabaya de celebriantosa ikavarian saya. Rakili biantosa bragedebo so brianta. Rikabaliantosa ikaba andelebekoso. Quiet, I hope you're still on fire. I hope you're not cold. I hope you're ready to lead us now. Rikabalian sante debedekosa. Whoever you are, man or woman, boy or girl, I want you to pray because prayer, if you ask, if you believe, Whatever you ask in prayer, God will do for you and I. So I want you to pray this moment. I want you to cry out. Ask God to restrengthen. Ask God to recover for you. Your, your, your purchasing power. Money to purchase a foreign land. 
money to purchase people that were not meant to be part of the covenant but by your ability to purchase them they will be part of this covenant i want you to pray yeah that's right quiet when you're ready you can go for it i need you praying tonight go for it I need you worshiping. I need you worshiping and praying. I need you groaning. I need you to break past the walls of flesh. I need you to enter tonight. I need you to really enter tonight. I don't care how long you've been here. There's a new entry. Like Pastor Ellen said tonight, there's a new opening. Fortress of Zion, strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen us. I want you, you know the depths of you. I want you to pray. Ask God to strengthen you. Strengthen your mind. Strengthen your soul. That you will be a soldier once again. Oh God. It's not in your intellect. 
is not into the skills that you have with your hands. Jump into the wave that's available tonight. Jump into the wave tonight. Rato Sopriata. Jump into the wave tonight. Let the wave carry you. The spirit of intercession, the spirit of prophecy. Listen, there's a wave that God has made available to us. And please, I must remind you, I don't care. Listen to me. 
I hope you do know we're about to enter a reckless moment. I don't care what anybody has said to you. I'm going to show you scripture. You don't prosper because your hands are skillful. Job 29, let's read from there. Go on. New King James, please, sir. Job further continued his discourse is this and on? said. Is this on? Just give me a sign if it is. Job further continued his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in months past, yeah. as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, hmm. just as I was in the days of my prime. Just as, as when, just as I was in the days of my prime, what happened? When the friendly counsel, when the friendly counsel of God was upon my what? Over my tent. Over my tent. Listen to me. We tackled this scripture the other day. This has been my personal prayer. It's a week of prayer. This has been my meditation. That Job record his days of his strength. In another translation, it says the days of his youth. In other words, the day of his power. The days of your youth is your days of power. It's the days that you have ability but you see, Job made it clear to us that his strength, his ability, the secret to his prosperity was not actually based on if he was skillful with his hands. It was not actually based on his age. It was actually based on the fact that the friendly counsel, the, another translation says the secret of God. Another translation says the intimate friendship of God was upon his tent. Read that verse again. Read from verse 2 again. Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God watched over me. As in the days. So as we enter our second prayer point, I want you to ask yourself, are you recalling days of your strength or are you in your days of your strength? Because Job was hit and actually what God ultimately had. So the little discipline or the little struggles or the little turbulence you may be facing may actually be God's discipline only to bring you to a new level. Job prior to this moment was a man that was the richest of the east but God wanted to expand his territory his influence and God said or Jacob I mean sorry Job started to um, continue his discourse and in continuing his discourse he recalled he remembered that the reason why people were willing in fact carry on reading read from verse one again read the verse the, read from verse one and carry on reading go on Job further continued his discourse. Pay attention to all your points here. Go on. And said, Oh, that I was as in months past, mm -hmm. as in the days when God watched over me. As in the days when God watched over me. As if to say God was no longer watching over him. Carry on reading. Please, if I were you, don't try to cram this in your mind. Write things down. When God is passing, you want to follow him, not stay. But carry on. Go on. When his lamp shone upon my head. Yeah. And when by his light I walked through darkness. Yeah. Just as I was in the days of my prime. When the friendly counsel of God was When the friendly counsel of God was over my tent. What was his tent? What is a tent? A temporary setup. Do you know that your life is only but a temporary setup? It's only something that adds to the grand story. So there was a story that began before burial. 
And Beryl now in this time is the temporary setup to include it included in that story. But after you, there'll be a continuation of this story. Now, Job said that his, his governance, his words, his secret, like I said, another translation says the secret of God, the friendly counsel was over my tent. In other words, over my body, what kept him, what pushed him, the secret to his power was actually this counsel. This counsel was what moved him into action. Carry on reading. I want you to see a few things. Go on. When the almighty was yet with me, when my children were around me, yeah. when my steps were bathed with cream, and the rock poured out rivers of oil for me, when I went out to the gate by the city, when I took my seat in the open square, yeah. the young men saw me and hid. The young men saw me and hid, yeah? And the aged arose and stood. The people became willing because Job was in his days of power. But how was he in the days of power? Deuteronomy 8, chap chapter 8, verse 18. Quickly go there for me. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. How was he in his days of power? So Job actually reveals to us so that we will not be missing from it. So I keep telling people, and I don't know how many times I must repeat myself, I will be absolutely nothing if I could not have intimacy with God. If I'm not intimate with him, if his spirit, if his power, if his word is not calling my body into action, I would not have any power to move anything. Now, what I want you to recall is if you're trying to use your strength for your business, if you're trying to use your strength to lead, the secret, let me tell you something. I was watching a video today and I still haven't started the word, but I was watching a video today and it was the richest, the 10 richest families in the world. And you see, one thing that I realized is that when people enter a level of wealth or relevance or, uh, or, or let's say, yeah, or relevance, let's just say that. When they get to a level, there's something in you that pushes to know what's the secret behind their riches. There's a level that people get to. So you see, like I said, someone says, how do I get, join Spat Nation? There's a secret they want to discover. How do you have money? The other day we sat with um, former big gang members and we're looking at them and they're willing to come to Spat Nation because you see, there's a secret to the, to the life that we show. When you get to it, so you see the Illuminati. I, I take back any bad word I might have said about them. I don't care what they do. As far as I see good, I'm going to attract that good. But you see the Illuminati, what you see around them is wealth and secret. There's something you want to know what they did. Why did you go and listen? Why did you go back and read um, or watch documentaries, biography, autobiographies about people? Because you want to know the secret to their success. So what God wants to bring us to is to a level whereby we will, people will begin to pursue, will begin to seek for the secret that makes us. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. Read there quickly. And you shall remember the Lord your God. And you shall remember. Listen, COD, I know we're in a week of prayer, but this is something I need to remind you because you can become a big woman or big man. But um, am I still on, by the way? Can someone give me a sign if I'm on or not? Yeah? You can become a big woman and a big man, whether things like money could be... Let me not even get into that. I don't want this to be a rant in that. What I want you to know is that God wants us to remember that the secret to our finances or the secret to our successes is simply this, that we don't forget who he is. 
I don't, I don't know how, simple, how much simpler I can make that. You cannot forget God. You cannot forget that what made COD. I thank God for the observation that Pastor Elohim had the other day. That I am not where I am because I got into business. I am where I am because I stayed with what keeps me remembering God. I stayed in prayer. I stayed in word. Yes, things tried to bring me down, but I did not remove my feet from that place. So I don't want it to be that when finances come, you misuse the resources because as much as it may seem that that finance is for you to have an abundance, and yes, God wants us to have an abundance, is first to be used as a bigger weapon. Read from verse 12, actually. Verse 10, actually. 10. When you have eaten and are full. I want to start this word. Go on. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. That's the song we're going to next. Go on. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied. No, and I hope you guys are listening to this. I, I begged you guys. I'm looking at you guys behind this camera. I'm begging that you're paying attention. Listen to this. All that this was stating was when things start happening. Let's just put in a, par um, in a, in a small statement. When the Bible says when gold and when cattle and when all. What God is simply saying, when things start happening in your life, don't forget me. Do you remember that the Bible says, and the Old Testament shows us very much how jealous God can be. If you arouse the jealousy of God, that's what can attack the very things you've, that God actually gave to you. So what am I trying to do or what is the spirit trying to do with COD tonight before we enter the, get into the word tonight? God wants to get our minds straight. Because you see, once you leave this house of word, once you leave this word, all kinds of words outside of this place will begin to speak other things to you. They will tell you that your finances is for the building of you. That's a lie. I said it the other day. Unless you are not the church, if you, are, if you actually are the church, then building of your life is left to God. And let me tell you something. I am a testimony of that. Carry on reading. Go on. When your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God. So what makes us forget God? I don't care if you say, oh yeah, it's because I'm trying to save more or do more. No, God says the only thing that makes you forget God is when your heart is lifted up. So I don't want people being able to make things happen or be seeing that I've got power to make things happen, to make my heart be lifted up. That's what happened to Saul. Now, that can't happen to our COD. So, what is our prayer point? We're going to read the rest of the scripture, but what is our prayer point? We must remember the Lord. We want it to be that the counsel of God is over this body. We want the counsel of God. We want the intimate friendship. We want what we do to be what God is saying. But carry on reading. Go on. And you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of what Egypt. What verse are you on now? Verse 14. Go on. From the house of bondage. Who led you through that great and terrible wilderness yeah. in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water? Yeah. Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? Who fed you in the wilderness with manna, 
which your fathers did not know, mm. that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have so gained. all of this will build up eventually to say in your heart that my power read that part then you say in your heart then you say in your heart go on my power and the might of my hand have my gained, power and the might of my hands has been the reason to my wealth go on have gained me this wealth and you shall remember the Lord your God. No, God does not want it to be that. God says to us, COD, but you shall remember the Lord. So when you have an abundance, you remember the Lord. When it looks like it's drying out, you remember the Lord. That's why he brought to their remembrance that I was the one that produced out of rocks. I was the one that fed, that brought manna when there was no access to food. So it, the actual, you see, when a person becomes fearful, when they seem like things are going, it's because they've actually forgotten the Lord. And yes, they may not have said it with their mouths, but their heart says it. Their hearts have been lifted up. They have access to all these things. They've, they are their leader that people respect and aspire to be like. But you see, in their heart, they have forgotten the Lord. And you see, the moment that an individual forgets the Lord, you know what happens to that person? The power, the power um, steps away from them. I don't want to lose power with God. You see what I love and how you know you're blessed. If someone tries to ask you directly how these things happen, you won't be able to articulately be able to explain it. You won't be able to explain it clear, um, clearly because it's something that always has a question around it. It's going to be God's provision. It's not what man provided for you. So you can define your investment as what men has put in your hands or you can put it as what God gave to you. And if God gave it to you, surely tomorrow he'll give it to you again. Are you listening to me, COD? Read that verse, go on. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Yeah. For it is he who gives you power. For to it is he. This has been part of my meditation throughout the week. For it is he, Pastor Obi, how did you come from your mother's um, living room, from her sofa? How did you come from here to where you, um, where you look to be right now? How did you get there? I kept remembering him. I did not allow him out of my sight. Remember what I said to you, not my words, but God's words. If you seek after me, I will seek after you. But if you forsake me, I will eventually forsake you. So I'm not going to allow anything around me to define me. I must be defined from the inside out. So COD, we're going to pray before we start the word tonight. I want us to pray and we're praying, Lord, keep our minds on you. Help us not to be, become fearful by the things that surround us. May we not be defined by the things in our hearts. And if in any way our hearts have lifted up to say that these were created by our own hands. Lord, we repent tonight and we ask you to bring back power. Power to make wealth. Wealth is something that is to be made. I want you to open up your mouths and begin to pray. Choir, I want you to get ready again. I want you to pray. You're asking God to help you. This is the instruction. Remember the Lord. Job remembered. He recalled that this, the secret to his wealth, the secret to his power was not if he was intelligent, was not if he was well connected, was simply because the intimate friendship of God was upon his tent, his body, was upon him. Go for it, choir. Me, who do I say that, say that I am? 
I hope you're still praying. Worship and pray. Grown in the spirit. Enter a new wavelength. A new frequency tonight. towards you says the Lord that's Jeremiah 29 verse 11 let's start there tonight if we're going to make meaning of this life guys there are questions we have to ask ourselves are you ready for the word tonight I just want to speak to you Uh, I I don't want to do it in preaching form so what I mean by that I'm just going to be free in speaking well I want you to hear me carefully and I want you to hear me clearly So that you don't misinterpret the reason as to why you have been given life. You must understand first and foremost. And sometimes you have to consider those that have lost their lives to really know the, 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 what's the word? You should be grateful that you have life. There's meaning to why you have life. That's not the word I want to use, but I'll just use that for now. God has a plan for us, and I hope every single one of you are listening. But if we're really going to be able to understand this life or make meaning of it, we must ask questions. So the person that never is put to a place of asking questions, they can't go anywhere in life. Those that are successful in life today. Those that seem to be the billionaires, those that seem to be, those that are of influence, are those who are daring to ask questions. They didn't just jump into the wave called life and follow the, the, where they've come out from. No, they ask questions. Some inventions we see today are out of people who ask questions when growing up. They ask questions when every reason was given to them to be conformed to the norm. So remember things that God to us remember things like that we should not be we are non-conformists you remember that these are base words of those that are really nationals those that are part of the spac nation army those are these are the things that we must remind ourselves that we are not made to conform 
We're not made to be like everybody else. No, God gave us a template that we can ask questions against the norman. Those that are daring enough, and I'm, I'm repeating this point so that you don't become dull in your mind. You don't become brain dead because that's what, that's what social media is doing with many of you guys. You can no longer think. It's only when people bring things up to you that you become defensive. No, God wants you to ask questions. So every time we give, it's a question we're asking. We're asking God questions. When we, when we speak the word, it's out of questions that our hearts were asking. And this is what will lead us to answers eventually. So if we're going to make meaning of this life, we must ask questions. Please, don't get into the habit of when the word is done, you quickly return to who you really are. If, if you bring up, you remember when I started to speak about mask off last year? If you're someone that puts a mask on when the word is on, but take it off when the word is done, then you know your life is already done. The real person you are should be the one you bring before the word. If we're going to make meaning of this life, we must ask questions. So this is where God starts off. And uh, let's read. We're going to read Jeremiah 4. I know the force I think towards you, says the Lord. Read from there, please. For I know the force that I think towards you, says the Lord. Yeah. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Yeah. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. So when we do this seeking thing properly, then we will find him. God is the embodiment of prosperity, the embodiment of all joy, the embodiment of everything you can call good. Remember that the Bible says to us that all good things come from above, comes from him, comes out of his presence as the author of all things. So what God says to us first and foremost is that, yes, I understand that you have force, you have plans, you have wills, you have ideas for your own life. But I know the force that I think towards you now if you're willing to seek and discover why I actually created you. Then you will be able to prosper because it's only the agreement with my plans would you have the ability to prosper. Please remember this fact that you do not prosper out of the skillfulness of your hands. Your prosperity is out of your remembrance of the Lord. It's actually out of your the honoring, the fact that you are careful to do. You observe to do the things written of the word. If you're careful with this word, this is the way you prosper. So some people, I say to some people, people are thinking that the only way they get seed is through going to work. Yes, as for some, it's going to be from working. But some people struggle to get seed because they have not got to the place of asking. Everything in life is battering their mind. And you see, even at the moment as I'm speaking right now, that same thing that is, that is responsible to making sure that you don't succeed is the pride rising in your heart. Because you cannot see this as truth or you see this as is all you see this as is me acting but i am not acting because it's not my word it's god's word i want us to be a family a dynasty as the americans will say i want us to be a dynasty of wealth of influence of glory of weight do you understand me but we're going to have to know that we can't do pretense in god's presence we can't start speaking in tongues as somebody that is that seems to have everything together we must be real 
We must allow the word to do what it does. The word is a sword, a double-edged sword, able to pierce, able to go into the depths of you. And sometimes when the word is coming, it's not comfortable, but it's healing. It's not comfortable, but it's putting you in place. So don't allow your mind to say, oh yeah, he's atting me once again. That's bull crap. Rise up, be mature in the things of God. If not, God cannot entrust you. And I understand, listen, and these are words that puts me in check, that it doesn't mean that you look promising today, that it means that you're going to be promising tomorrow. These are words that Pastor Toby has repeated to us. So yes, you may have a following right now. Yes, you may get the things you want. Yes, you may have access to finances and all these things that makes you seem like you're the person. But what keeps you relevant in time is that you're still intimate with God. What he's really saying is what you're really doing. You're not a person that is giving away to yes sirs. I've repeated over and over again. If you cannot submit yourself to one another, it means nothing if you submit yourself to me. It means nothing if you submit yourself to leaders. If you cannot submit yourself to one another, if you cannot grow, if you cannot become mature, then it's of no relevance. You're going to die out over time. Some people don't know that power has been taken away from them but again like I said to you, to you to already this is not a night of condemnation at all there's never a night of condemnation God is bringing us to the realization so that he can restore us in the place of power for I know the thoughts I think towards you so sometimes in life we're asked with the question because sometimes or what life already gives us the question is what are you going to be? So in the quest of becoming something, you ask questions. But you see, until you ask the right questions, do you remember when I took you to about, uh, when I spoke to you about Rebecca? How there were certain struggles in her life that allowed her to ask the right question. She prayed a prayer. She finally asked God, God, what is the interpretation of this struggling within me? And it was going to be based on her asking the right question to the right person that she would get the right answer and know how to live her life. So let me tell you something. Until you know what God is saying, until you know God's thoughts concerning your life, you will not be able to live properly. So there are a lot of dead people in church today. People who have not crossed over to life because they have not asked. What they're going to do once they leave here is go back into what their flesh is comfortable with. Someone asked me, in fact, Paris asked me today. And I said to her that, you see, I'm going to have to play on words, but I hope you will hear me with this. You see, God created rest. But you see, rest does not mean you will not be uncomfortable. Rest is actually you agreeing with God's plan for you, what he's already prepared for you. So this is going to sound confusing, but I pray that you will hear the spirit of the word. And even that term that I've just used, the spirit of the word is key. Just think of it so that you don't think I'm using a religious jargon or religious language. Listen to this. You know that this Bible that we read is written in many different languages. So what actually makes it one and whole is the spirit behind it, which can't change. The way it sounds can change. So the comma can be put in this sentence. But it does not mean if you hear the spirit or you've received the spirit behind the word, you will universally know and understand what it's trying to say. Does that make sense to you? So she asked me, and so God created rest. But what men are trying to do is create another rest for themselves. Whatever God has made, remember what he said of Jeremiah who we're reading from today. Jeremiah, before you were formed, before you can move, before you can do, 
I have already predestined, I've already called into action your life. I've already established you, I've predestined you to be a prophet to the nations. So what God wants us to do is enter his rest. So David actually lived in rest, though he fought every day. Because he was made to fight. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So you see where COD would have missed rest is if COD went to look for comfort according to the world when God wanted us to be fighters. So someone would say, so they asked the question, uh, Paris asked the question, so would we never stop fighting? And I said, no, actually in our fighting, we will find rest. That's our comfort. That's who we're made to be. And in case you've lost strength there, I ask you, I beg you to go on your face and pray and ask God to give you back strength because it's not going, you're not going to prosper outside of the designated rest that God has created for you and I. I know the plans. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So what I want to do during this week as we pray, as we give, remember that one day Abraham gave and God shared his thoughts with him. One day Abraham gave and the Bible says and um, great darkness came upon Abraham and he saw his generation. God spoke to him about his generation. God gave him understanding of his participation in this life towards God's grand plan. So when we're giving, it's us asking. When we're praying in the spirit, it's us discerning, it's us asking so that we may know God's thoughts. So you see what happens with life. Life is going to bring you so many different things that would tell you their plans. So life imposes, parents imposes, your community imposes their own thoughts upon you. But God wants you to discover his one. So let's start today, actually, before we read or begin to look into Jeremiah. And I don't have much to say to you, if I'm to be honest with you. But let's look into Psalm 8. Let's read from verse 1 of Psalm 8. If you're there, read for me. Go on. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Yeah. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Out of the mouths of babes, those that remain to be dependent. When he was speaking about babes here, he was talking about those who still depend on him. So this is the reason why I'm fighting against skills. Skills is something that God gives you as a byproduct of his presence on your life. David was skillful in battle, not because he himself was skillful, but because the presence of God was with him. So you see, the Bible says those that are out of those who completely depend on God. So I don't want to be a 50-year-old man that no longer depends. I don't want to be a 12-year-old that no longer depends. Those that depend on the Lord, it is out of their mouths that God is perfecting his praise. And what does he do with them? He sets them up. Go on. Because of your enemies, that you may be... Read a verse before, you're not... Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Yeah. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Another translation said that he set them up as a stronghold. So our praise, us depending on God, is what keeps bringing the praise. So people will ask COD, how do you do this? How do you have this available? And it's simple. I don't know. All I know is that I don't leave that place of word and prayer. This is the reason why we're at the word every single day. And 
why I'm speaking like this is because yes, your face can look anyhow, but if your heart don't still pant for the word, if you're not still um, um, desperate for the word, and if you're not still meditating, thinking, if the word does not consume your mind, if you get carried away with the activities of this world, but the word is not pending, it's not in your heart, then there's a problem. But God wants to restore that tonight. The Bible says, out of the babe. So you see what life does. Life knows that when you begin to push at a certain degree, life knows that there are certain laws like consistency. If you're consistent with something, eventually it's going to give forth. So we see people who don't believe in God, but they were consistent on their Instagram pages. And eventually they got the following they were looking for. Eventually they got, some people were persistent with the people they wanted, the man, the woman they wanted. And eventually they got what they wanted. May it never be that I'm persistent with something that's not God's will, because you will still get it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you, COD? The Bible says, so this person, or um, who was we reading from? So um, David was saying, out of babes, those dependents. So what I want you to understand and what we must never lose is that dependency on God. And this is what our prayers, this is why this, these moments are sacred to us. We have learned it from our father. How did he get to where he is? Where did, how did Spat Nation get to where it is? It's that honoring of that moment, that intimate moment with God. But that's still not even where I'm going. What I actually wanted to get through this is what the following scripture is about to say. Go and read it. When I consider your heavens. Now, David got to a place that his observation made him to now, his observation, his observation became his prayer. He started to look at how things were formed. He started to look at what exists. And he wanted to know the author. He wanted to know the mind behind the reason for the stars. He wanted to know the mind behind the reason for the sun. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying, the spirit behind what I'm saying. If you have not got to a place whereby your life brings you to the place of considering... You're not going to know the mind of God. So look at what the Bible says next. Go on. The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Yeah. What is man that you are mindful of him? This is the question that you and I are asking. What is man? This is the question that angels are asking. What is man? I said to you at first that if you're going to gain meaning of this life, if Ashley is going to know who she is, she's going to have to get to a place that observation brought her to a place of asking. So you see, one day, David's constant observation of the victories that God gave him in battle, the people that he had access to, his riches, all this observation brought David to finally asking and finally understanding that God raised him up for the sake of others. Are you following me now tonight? God was bringing David. David had observed. So I asked myself, why do I have this? Why do I have that? Why do I have access to this person? Why is this person following me? Why am I, I observed to the place that my questions get answered. And David got to a place whereby he understood that God created him for others. He got to a place where he realized that, no, I was never made for myself. 
You know, life is going to tell you to be self-made. Life is going to tell you to do well in school. And you know, we have nothing against doing well in school. But life puts you on a journey to prepare you. Life puts you on a journey to put yourself in check. Um, when I say put yourself in check, sorry, that's not even what I want to say. It puts you in a way of becoming something for yourself. When we think of what Paul said to us, he said, I do not want you to be ignorant of the spiritual. I'm going somewhere. Please bear with me. He says, I do not want you to be ignorant of the spiritual. 1 Corinthians 12, don't go there. He says, I do not want you to be ignorant of the spiritual. And he begins to speak about God's, depo um, God's deposit of his grace upon people. The gifts of God, the ability to speak in tongues, the ability to have wisdom and all of these things. And God says it was actually made for the profit of others. Now, someone will ask, okay, Pastor Obi, what are you saying with all of this? And this is where I want you to understand. You see, and this is where you're going to have to be honest with yourself. And let me tell you something. It's actually very expensive to be honest with yourself. When you face yourself in the mirror, yeah, really now, it's actually something very hard to do. You know, people can say things and you would deny it, but to face yourself, to, to face yourself and say, okay, can I, go, am I really like this? Or is this me? Or is this me? It's hard to face the truth sometimes. But you see what I want you to get from all of this. What I'm trying to say to you is this. Life wants you to think about yourself. So you see, there's a pastor Elohim. And life built him in a way to keep himself good. There's a pastor Enrique. Life built him before God I'm talking about. And it was about him being good. So I remember him saying things like he wanted to be the biggest rapper. So in order to get himself good... He started to develop his own plans to becoming good. Remember the scripture that says, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you. So you see, the plans was to bring you to a place called prosperity. Now what life brought you was an alternative. So Akida can say, I want to be this. And therefore he begins to engage himself against his plans to bring him there. But remember that God says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you. Now, this is what we want to discover so that we don't get carried away. And when finances come into our hands, we do not. I, I'm, I'm going to be repeating the same things over and over again to you guys. Last day, I said to you that God is going to test us with abundance. God's going to test us. God is going to see what you do with what he gives you before he gives you the real thing. And you see what most happens, what usually happens. And I want you to be honest. I want, and I'm being honest with myself. Most of the times when things come, the reason why people don't have seed, and this is the reason why I made this a private scope, so that I don't feel like I have to preach a certain way. I can just speak. So I can go here and there as much as I like. But ask yourself, there are many people that money came to them this month, for example. And the first thing, what money actually did was to reveal that they're still walking according to their own plan. So when money came, the first thing that came to their mind was, I need to get this clothes. I need to get this trainers. I need to get a cab when I should walk. Then I need to go and get this. I need to get that. You're thinking about other things. You did not think about God first. You did not consider his plans for you. You did not consider what he wanted to do with the things he gave you. And this is the reason why at the end of the month, everyone starts to panic. Everyone starts to think, oh yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
No, you're not. You're not making use of what God has given you. But again, I don't want to get into that tonight. What is man? This is where David's observation led him. And you know that every, the Bible says that every word in scripture was inspired by the spirit of God. So the spirit moved David to ask the question, the million dollar question, what is man? What is Beryl? I love the fact it didn't say who, it says what. So there's a matter concerning man. There's something that makes man. There's something that puts man together. What is man? What are you? These are the things that we have to ask ourselves. So again, and I'm not rushing this, what we have to ask ourselves is this question, what is man? And if you ask life, why is Pastor Obi here? What is Pastor Obi? Then you'll begin to know how to live life. So life don't begin until you know who you really are. Life doesn't begin until you know what you really are. So for, De- for Jeremiah, there will be no writings for his life until he discovered that he was something, a prophet. Are you hearing me? Are you following me so far? Jeremiah, go back to Jeremiah. Let's read from there. Let me begin to round up with this. Go on. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Now, this is God speaking, and I need to speak. I need those of us that are prophets, and I go on the word that PT said years, I mean, last year, that you are prophets. COD is a house of prophets and prophetess. God says to his prophet, what does he say? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. For I know the thoughts I think towards you. Lord, may I discover the thoughts that you think towards me. And you know, the best way to know God's thoughts is every time he gives you something, push to hear. So you see, when we look at the life of Isaac, I'm going out to come back in. When you look at the life of Isaac, Isaac was given to him. If you say who, uh, I'm going to give it away what I'm saying, but I'll go into it. When he says, if Abraham was to ask who is Isaac, others would say Isaac is Abraham's son, right? If Abraham asked what is Isaac, God would have responded that Isaac is a seed. Read it again, go on. For I know the thoughts that For I, th- I know the thoughts, yeah? That I think towards you. That I think towards you. Says the Lord. Yeah. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. I knew you missed it. This please read the scripture. Start from start from it again. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Says the Lord. Says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil. Peace is agreement with God. Evil is going against God. So the plans, whatever I'm going to give you, whatever I called a pastor entity to be, is going to be with agreement to my plan. It's not going to be fighting against what I want to do. It's going to be with agreement. It's not going to be evil. Again, evil being that is against God. What does the next verse say? Go on. To give you a future and a hope. You see, now this is why I ask that you hear the spirit behind the word. When I read the scripture today, it says, I have plans for you to prosper, 
plans for you to be at peace and not plans that of peace and not of evil and what does it say here go on to give you future and a hope when i read it at first it says to give you a future the problem with that and this is where i want you to pay attention the problem with that statement is that to the wrong heart it will be misinterpreted as this what it would actually say to your heart is to give you a plan to give you a future to give you a hope. But you see, the problem with that is that once God starts speaking like that, there's no difference between his narrative and the world's narrative. The world wants you. The world, so Pastor Toby says things like this, that the most wicked thing or 666 is really um, humanism, right? The focus of yourself. Are you following me here today? It's actually the focus of yourself. So I want to be very practical. Someone's heart is more moved with what they wear rather than what they give. So listen to this. God's vision, let me be simple with this. God's vision for a man is simply what benefits others. So if you want to go through scripture, let's look at it. Joseph, the vision that God gave Joseph was not to the benefit of Joseph. It was to the benefit actually of Israel and Egypt. Are you listening to me? The visions of Daniel was not to the benefit of Daniel alone. It was to the benefit of Israel and Babylon. Have you considered that the Bible actually says, uh, I, I, I want you guys to understand when I say, what is man? When the Bible actually says that God so loved the world. Let me not go ahead of myself. Read that verse again. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, yeah. says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts of peace, it will agree with me, yeah? To give you future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. Again, if your heart is wrong. So why I said we can't just look at the language of this Bible is because this scripture is also written in Hebrew, right? Talk to me. It's also written in Hebrew. So, like I said, I was telling some people that in the Hebrew language, the word wisdom is a, has a feminine connotation to it. So, the reason why in English, wisdom will be referred to as she is actually because it was taken out of a language. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, if we were banking on language, we know that there's already a barrier to the words given to us, right? Because Hebrew will have the original meaning. Then everyone will start looking for Hebrew. But praise be to God that the word is not meant to come out of language. It's meant to come out of spirit. So the spirit behind the word, as I read the scripture today, the Bible says, plant hope to give you a future, um, to give you a future and a hope, right? When I read that today, God says, plant to give you. Now read that scripture again. Read from four. I know the thoughts I have towards you. For, I pray you hear me. I pray that you hear the spirit behind what I'm saying. Go on. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, yeah. says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Yeah. To give you. To give you. The thoughts I have for Elohim is not a thought of giving him a future. It's not a thought of giving him hope. The actual plan of God for um, Elohim is to give him. So for you to think that, Pastor Obi, are you changing the word of God? No. I understand the spirit behind the word. How many times have I told you that God was telling stories through people in the Bible? So the Father of Heaven was telling stories through the Father of those of earth. 
the father of heaven was trying to tell a story through the father of faith, Abraham. What did he give Abraham? He gave Abraham Isaac. But Isaac was not going to have a future. Isaac was actually going to be seed. Isaac was actually going to be an offering. I, I know you still don't get me. I have plans to give you. So Abraham, all those times you was waiting for your life. Remember that we said that the life was no longer Abraham because Abraham is now old. He has no life. His life was actually Isaac. But the life that I wanted to give you, the future or the hope, which was Isaac in the mind of Abraham. Oh, please, do you understand what I'm saying? Let me repeat that. The plan of Abraham, not Abraham, was to have a son. So when Isaac came, Isaac became his future and hope. So it's the fallen state of you that looks at God for a future and hope. So this is the reason why people are always having prophecies about themselves that never come to pass because it was only about you. But Joseph was set up for a people. For God so loved the world, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you understand what that means? It means that when God created Jesus Christ, if we are to say that, when God, we know that Jesus is God, but when God was looking at the son, his thoughts for the son was not somebody that would just sit in his palace if there's a palace or sit on his throne. If there's a throne, no, his thoughts for Jesus was to be a seed. I pray you hear me because you see people think that they are at peace with God because they're at church but everything about their life is actually evil because it's against God's plans God actually planned for Pastor Obi for Pastor Elohim for all of us here to be seeds so the Bible actually says I have plans to give you I'm going to sow you. So Joseph was the, was the son of old age to Jacob. And Jacob actually had plans. He had a future. He had a hope for Joseph, right? But what God's plan for Joseph was not to be the future of Jacob, was not to be the, um, the, the um, hope of Jacob. In fact, Scripture actually says that J Joseph, if you guys haven't forgotten already, Scripture actually says that Joseph was the history of Jacob. Yeah, you forgot. You remember Genesis 37? It said, this is the history of Jacob. And it says Joseph. So Joseph was not the future. Joseph was not the hope of Jacob. In Jacob's mind, yes, in the fallen man's state, they're always looking for a future and hope of themselves. But God knows the plans. God knows the thoughts he has thought about us. The, thought, the thoughts he thinks about us. The thought to give you. So when Jesus Christ was in the bosom of the father. What we now know is that God actually had a thought for him. The thought was again, not to be the only, but to be the seed. You see, if you don't understand this, you will keep building your life as Abram and you will never enter. Remember I said to you that unless Abram dies, Abram will not become Abraham. So you see, all my personal desires Whatever Onyeka Obi used to be must die because I must understand that I'm a seed. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, he abides, he remains alone. So what the Bible says to us is that God's plan for COD was not to just give you a future and a hope. And listen, if we agree with God's plans, he will bring us to the place of prosperity. 
In fact, if I have to use the scripture, he will bring us to the place of the end result called prosper. He will bring us there. But if we have our own plans, we're actually going to be coming against God's plan. So what God's plan was for um, for who now? God's plan for COD is to be seed. Read the scripture again. Jeremiah, what are you meant to be? Go on. For I know the thoughts that I think I'm going to keep you. repeating this. I'm just telling you my prayer points. I'm saying God, because you see, and you can lie all you want. When you start driving in a G-Wagon and everyone is looking at you every day, there's going to be the flesh side of you. I'm speaking from my perspective. There's the flesh side of you that makes you feel like you're important. But I come, I bring myself before the word all the time, knowing that I'm meant to be a seed. I'm meant to die to create many of me. I know the plans. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Are you listening to me? So there's not a leader. There's not a shepherd that looks to eating off people. You're meant to die for your people. So you see those that became great are those that you see they gave everything. So those that did Microsoft, they gave everything to Microsoft. Those that did Apple, they gave everything to Apple. They died in the platform that God created for them. So this is what God says to the COD family tonight. That you should not forget in case you have forgotten that I only have plans for you to give you. I have made you. So have you realized that seeds usually are few in number? What I mean by that, it looks small. Seeds are usually small. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So when we look at the full numbers of young people in the, in the city of London, there's a few of us, the seed for a new generation called SPAC Nation, called COD. God has taken us. And what God's plan for you and I is to sow us. Read the scripture again. Go on, sir. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, yeah. says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil yeah to give you a future and a so hope i i know there's a comma there that can make you think it's talking about you please don't misquote me the agreement with god will bring you to a place of prosperity david did not try to fight himself out of the place that god had put him in david was a seed David, how do you know he was a seed? Because eventually we'll be told of, we'll be told that there are mighty men of David. So David did not give birth to them by flesh and blood. But the fact that he died in what God called him to be, he reproduced many of himself. God calls us to be seed. God has plans to give us. So you see, when you're trying to be comfortable, what you don't understand is that you're actually fighting against God. When you have plans, when money comes into your hands and you don't know that first and foremost, God predestined you to be part of this nation family. And the first call of anyone that's part of this nation family is to build this platform. So the first finance that comes into my life is to build. The moment that you start building you, where it will start building you, what happens with that is that you're fighting God's plans. And this is the reason why you don't see prosperity. This is the reason why you start to get tired because you feel that church is repetitive. No, it's only repetitive because you don't bear results. The person, you see Warren Buffett, for example, he's not tired of his um, his his scheme or his plan or um, whatever to be able to become rich because he knows it works. Whatever don't work for you is what you're going to get tired of. So the reason why I keep praying is because I see prayer being answered. Prayer will become tiring for me when I feel like I'm shouting and there's no answers. I keep stopping you, but read the scripture for me, please, sir. 
For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, yeah. says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. Simply put, what will make God hear our prayers all the time is the understanding that I am seed. So you see, you would think I'm talking about just giving. I'm first talking about you being that seed. If you are a seed, then everything about your life, anything that comes to your life automatically becomes seed. And you know, sometimes we must know that Jesus Christ became seed. He died. But new life was birthed out of that death to show us that there is a future in us dying as seeds. God's plan for us is for is for him to give us so when the bible says and i am repeating it again when the bible says that god so loved the world god had in mind when he was looking at the world he started he's constant looking at the world so when he was looking at the world it made him think a plan for his son so even though we hear that the son created all things nobody will know the son until he enters his work and his work will be as a response of God's plan for something else. So, you see, I'm saying this now because the natural, and I don't believe, let me be honest with you guys. Let me be honest with you because I know the self-righteous will rise in everybody. But let me say this. I don't believe Abraham ever really leaves Abraham. I don't believe Jacob ever really leaves Israel. I think, like Paul says, there's going to be a struggle that you will struggle within yourself every day. I feel like there's going to be that side of you, the, the, the silent part of you that wants to build you. But God says, no, I raised you to lay you down. I raised you to build another. God so loved the world. So remember that God foresaw what will happen in Egypt and therefore gave birth to a, to a Joseph. God looked, remember when I spoke to you about kingdom treasury, those that are obedient to God, I said to you that God hides you as, a, uh, as one that will be a means of preservation for a land. God wants to use you to preserve a thing. So COD, let's not leave that position of being seed. So the reason why I know, I don't, you see, it's after seed that money becomes something to me. Not the other way around. So you would see. Now, these are the questions you ask yourself. Ask the questions. Write down yourself. The things that you've made available for yourself. Including what you've made available to eat. Write it down. Then compare it with your seed. Do you know what that would tell you? What is first in your life? Matthew 10, 34. Let's round up. We've got prayers in 20 minutes. Matthew 10, verse 34. When I say seed, PT has told us before, seed. This seed is called battle formation. And seed is a declaration of war. Are you listening to me? But let's, look, let's see it from scripture ourselves. Go on. Do you not think that I came to bring peace on earth? Yeah. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Yeah. For I have come to set a man against his father. I hope you're listening to this. Go on. A daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. When I was reading the scripture, I would think, Jesus Christ, I thought 
you're the embodiment of peace. Like it was said to us the other day, I thought you was the king of peace. I thought you were the prince of peace. I thought you was the one that was going to ease us of our burdens and of our yokes. I thought you was the one that was going to ease us. But you actually say to us, do not consider, do not, th- do not think that I've come to bring peace. But I've come to bring a sword. And I don't think sword is to bring peace. I don't think sword is to, no, sword is to bring peace in a certain way. But I don't think sword is, to, is for happy things. I think sword is for war. You don't use sword for little things. You use it for war. So in other words, Christ says that I did not come to bring peace. But you see, when we look into scripture, we'll understand that even behind that coming was ascending. Even behind that coming was a giving. What do I mean by that? God gave him. So him coming. So when God actually sold, God was actually declaring war. I don't think you understand me. Do you know what my prayer will be with this COD? My prayer will be, Lord, even in my heart, the things that fight against your will, remove it from my life. Make me dead to me. I love what PT said, and I can't get it out of my head, that God's faith does not come into action until you're dead. In other words, God don't get involved like that until you're dead. There's another level of faith, and that's God's faith. There's my faith, and then there's God's faith, and God's faith does not come into action until we're dead but what am i trying to say with this cod god sent jesus christ god sold god actually was jealous god so loved the world yeah you know sometimes we miss part we go past that scripture i pray that at least one person will hear me tonight not that god loved the world god so loved the world have you ever seen a jealous partner not partner. Have you ever seen someone that's jealous? You know, the other day I heard that when we did the dancing, you see people's faces. Even as I'm reminding you now, your jealousy is rising again because you so loved that thing or you think you loved it. So actually, when the Bible says God so loved the world, it was actually expressing his jealousy. Read it for me. God, go on. The scripture is reading. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves his father or mother more than me is not... Stop there. So that you don't think what I'm saying is my own idea. Choir, I hope you get ready now. This is all I want to say to you tonight. God has called us to be seed. But actually, the thoughts even behind the fact that Kina or Beryl or Ashley is seed, the thought behind that is actually God is declaring war against the love of the world. God so loved the world, he revealed his jealousy in quotes. And he said, okay, I'm going to declare war. So Christ said that even though God gave me, I did not come for peace. I came with a sword. I came to declare war. And what am I doing? I'm going to bring war against everything that has been brought to be love before me. So I looked at this scripture. I was praying on this scripture. I was meditating on this scripture. And I was saying, Christ, I thought you was a good person. 
Why would you come to turn father against son and daughter against mother? And God actually says, read the last verse you just read. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. Go on, go on. I said the scripture, but keep reading, Dory. And a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Yeah. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. The man's enemies. What will stop? What is man? Remember what I said, what is man? What is man? Man is seed. What will stop seed is actually those of your own household. Why? Because they want to keep you alive. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, COD? Everything in your life, you, the fact that you have a daughter, there'll be, mind, there'll be things in your mind that will make you compromise seed if you have not determined in your life that you are seed. There'll be things, my mom can say, oh, there's this for your son and there's that, or there's this for things. Life wants to impose its thoughts on you. When you have things, when you have cars, when you have all these things, money would then start those things will start to impose his thoughts. It will say, you need to maintain this. You need to keep this. So all of a sudden, money now becomes something that its first love will now be to the attendance of those things. So God said that the reason, so when I asked the question, the scripture actually said that the reason why I would turn father to son and son to father is actually because your enemies, what will keep you away from me or away from being what I made you to be, which is seed, is from your own household. Then he explains it further. Go on. He who loves father or mother more than me. Isn't is this the term? Isn't this a statement of someone that is jealous over love? God says, he who loves something else more than me. What happens? Go on. Is not worthy of me. Is not worthy. Are you listening to me, COD? So why am I saying ultimately with this, God is calling us back to our first. God is calling us back if you have and I need you to listen to me because I thought, you know, you know, PT had been warning us for years saying that, you see, the power of money is real. He's been saying this to us for years and it's only when things came. All, I remember when certain people had nothing. Now they started realizing that there's a have. I know that's not the right way to say it, but just for the sake of understanding, they now see that we have so now they're uncomfortable when it looks like they don't have in proportion to what we have. They have been redefined by something else. God, may I not be redefined by the things around me. May I remain seed. So Christ was given for one thing and one thing only, that he will be sown. God so loved the world. I have thoughts for you. God has thoughts for you, Pastor Indy. God has thoughts. So the uncomfortability that you feel, the, un uh, the discomfort that you feel today is actually God keeping you in his rest. There's a discomfort that is actually God's rest. The fact that God says, no, I can't afford for you to go into houses, break into all of this, being too comfortable is so that you don't become out, you don't fall outside of my rest for you. God has called us a seed. So everything about my life is seed, simple. So what am I saying? We've got a target this month, guys. And Pastor Toby said to us, I believe it was today, this is the most important seed ever. I remember in 2018, um, September, we gave um, about £66,000 to the building of our community. God did not go to those who seemingly has because in God's eyes, they don't have. God came to you and I 
Why? Because you was actually who he predestined. In his own thoughts, you have always been his seed for a new generation. So what am I saying to you guys? Guys, not only would we hit that target, we're going to go past it. We're going to go past it. That seed, I don't care what it costs. I don't care if it costs you Isaac. You're just going to show God with this giving, guys. Remember that Pastor Toby spoke and said that CLD is about to enter a new level of wealth. But I know before God brings you to brings us, bring us into a new level of a thing, he requires something from us. He asks us to sow. So I will not fear tomorrow because I know that the fear of tomorrow is what makes me disobey God today. The fear of tomorrow is what makes me careful and God said be careful for nothing. So I don't care if nobody's heard, heard what I've said to you tonight. I've done my part, but this is what I hear. And this is what I define myself. Pastor Obi, you remain to be seed. You're seed for a generation. Do you hear that, COD? You are seed. This is the reason why you must graduate out of your own plans. And this is the reason why I said you cannot be an isolated individual. I, I feel like I'm repeating this all the time and someone just keeps saying it's who I am. And I'm saying, no, it's not who you are because you did not make yourself. There was someone that created you and he knows what you are. And God calls us to be salt of the earth. In other words, we're meant to mingle. God says that it's good when brothers dwell together. So I know that agreement with one another is actually God's will. Guys, God has called us a seed. Don't forget what we said we are. We are the ones that make up for the lack of the nation. And you can say that oh, we're too young and we don't have businesses and we don't have that. But listen, God says it was out of the mouths of the babes, those that were dependent. So when we say we're going to meet our target, it's because we know that we are securely knitted to God. We are dependent on him. So, Kida, please don't be dependent on what things look like. Don't look at what things look like. Have the eyes of faith. The same God that made it available will make it available again. Are you listening to me, COD? If there's anything, listen to this. We are seed. I'm going to stop there. Quiet, when you can, you can take it over. I am seed. Everything about my life was for the benefit of others, not for me. So if I'm wearing clothes today, the type of clothes I'm wearing, the cars I'm driving, the watch I'm wearing, the things we have, we know it's for the benefit of others. That's right, go for it. And all is stripped away And I simply
repeat the prayer that PT prayed for the, for the nation, but he also started to pray for the COD family. This was Sunday, 2nd of August. I'm just going to read it as someone did a transcript for it. It says, August is going to bring you prosperity, wealth, joy, peace, righteousness, growth, help on every side. That is what he's going to bring. Every line will blossom. You know when Aaron said, bring all the sticks and lay them before the Lord. Then we will know what stick God is raising. In the name of Jesus, all these sticks will blossom. They will bring forth fruit. Remember that those sticks were just sticks. They were not rooted in anything. They had no source according to human capital. They had nothing but they blossomed. Why? Because they were in the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, I command all lines to blossom because of the presence of this core. I command this core to cause blossoming, to cause fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, I command COD to enter a pool, a pool of wealth, endless in the name of, Je of the Lord Jesus. Everyone laboring in that group in Jesus' name, blossom. I invoke this core. I do not invoke any expertise or my holiness or anything. It is this core. What has called me in this city for the past 15 years, I invoke it over every line, over everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. If I was you, I will say amen to these things. I command that you may be financially prosperous, prosperous for the sake of the kingdom. I command that nothing will be able to stand before you all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. I pour the, I pour the blessing of this core. Break mountains before you. Melt mountains. Melt stones in the name of Jesus. Enter into your call in life. Enter into your purpose in life. I don't care if someone, something has failed you in life. I command you to rise. Rise because of this core. Because you are a participant of this anointing. I command you to rise in the name of Jesus. I command everything that is not of God in your life to die. I don't care if it's marriage or business. If it's not of God, I command it to die in the name of Jesus. Because of this core in the name of Jesus. I command that your heart be strong. Be courageous. COD, this is how we end tonight. We're going to go into prayers, but I want you to remember this so that this week does not become an isolated week. This doesn't become a week that we quickly hope for it to end. No, the secret for everything for us is seed. And the, the biggest of that secret is that we are that seed. So let me make this clear. Let me make this clear in case anyone may have got this wrong. I said this back in Catford people may not remember but I remember this was me saying this before I, be, I was told I was ordained as a pastor I said this before I was told I was going to be ordained as a pastor I said I am one of Pastor Toby's mighty men I am very much aware and I have seen and I think I said this from the 17th of December 2017 I know that this man in front of us Pastor Toby is called how would we prosper support that so COD, I want us to be tight-knitted. There's no giving that we cannot reach. If it's been spoken, remember what I said of Abraham. 
Abraham can become Abraham, not because he changed into it, because God said it. So if our target is so-and-so, and I'll put it in the group chat, if our target is this amount, we should be doing exceedingly abundantly because we ask. Do you remember that scripture? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. You said PT sent you to Catford. Exactly. So I want you to have this in mind. Don't forget that your seed, Elohim, don't forget that your seed. My fellow leaders, don't forget that we are seeds. We're nothing more than that. If a kernel of wheat can fall to the ground and die, unless it does that, it will abide alone. But we're giving birth to a new generation. I love you, COD. Let's, we're going to get ready to join the prayer in any minute now. But I want you to be encouraged.